Welcome to the episode of the Welsh Football Podcast. I'm joined with Michael Johnson on the phone. Thanks for joining us, Jono. Not a problem, Matt. Any time, mate. Any time. How are you? How are you finding it without football? It's been tough. <laughs> I think it's made me realise that um, I, I'm not ready to to totally put the nail in the boot. Yeah, I uh, said that to the, to the wife the other day. It's made, it has made me realise how much I missed it. Um, and I think because we were doing so well in the season, and would have been the first season of what's what's happened. It would have been good to finish it. Hopefully, we might still get to finish it yet, yeah, but it just would have been good to to finish it. We don't want to be given the league just because it's through a, a default really or a technicality. We want to do well, um, but I'm constantly out in the garden, just like kicking the, the little daughter's ball around or something like that, <laughs> and she's not taking too kindly to it. Um, you've been, I think you you have um, some Zoom chats with the lads, um, some strength and conditioning, is it? Yeah, yeah, we've got uh, Dan Brooks Sutton, who's been putting us through our paces, really. Um, been, it's, it's just good to see the lads, really. We're on a group chat, we've got, uh, we do a, a quiz twice a week as well, where there's a few dodgy quiz, quiz masters in there. Um, just got to name one, yeah, little Christy, the coach. He's absolutely diabolical, Chris Jones. Absolutely terrible. He's just the questions he asks and his answers are ridiculous. He needs to have a good long look at himself, to be honest. <laughs> um, so, um, how are you how, how are you finding it this season? Obviously, you've you've gone with the fan owned club of eighteen seventy six of Bangor. Yeah, it's been it's been really really good. You know, it, <clears throat> I think the. Um, it's a credit to everyone who's put 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 the time and the effort into the club. Um, obviously, Dylan and Mel are the ones who are who are running it. But there's a, there's many many people behind the scenes who are doing everything to make sure that we have everything. Have the sponsors, have the interest. They're doing a lot for the community. You know, you've got Jonathan on the Twitter who's constantly constantly updating. Even when when we're off, he's looking for new things to do. I think he's put a tweet out today asking. You know, we've done this, we've done that. What else would you like to see from us? And it's just, it's just great to see the community coming back together. I've literally just had uh, a couple of photo messages coming through from Pets um, about the good times that we did have at, at the club. Um, and you know, it, it's just it's just so so good to be able to to bring those good times back for the the brilliant people of Bangor. Um, and a, a big thank you must go out to Mel and Dylan who. who contacted me in the summer and said would they be interested in coming in I, I jumped at the chance really yeah um, obviously we, we speak quite regularly um, obviously from mm-hmm. from the days of uh, following the club and also playing for, for Bangor um, there was a few offers that um, you had in the summer but that one out from 1876 was, was an outstanding one for you wasn't it yeah definitely and I think it was <clears throat> even when I went, I went back to Bangor last year. You know, I, I knew what the troubles they were having. I knew what was going on, but I, I just thought that I, I could go and help, help really, in in a way. Um, and you know, it's, it's not this one this season has not been about me. It's about everyone who's who's been involved with it. You know, and I, I, I'm just glad to be a part of something that's going to make history. Really, um, it already has made history with. With the fans setting up their own team, and you know the, with the record, the goals that we've scored this season, and the you know the interest that we've gathered, the crowds we've got, 
at the level that we're at. It's, it's just an absolute testament to to everyone in in the city and everyone around the club, really. Um, but as you say, yeah, as soon as as soon as the the questions come to me about signing and for them, there was no doubt about it, no doubt at all. Um, I just want to go back to the older days, and um, we'll we'll come back on to eighteen seventy six in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you're a young lad when you you came to Bangor. Did you know much um, about Bangor before signing? No, not really. I, I knew that I knew that there was a Welsh system in place. Really, my brother played for Port Maddock when he was in the league below the Welsh Prem. And when I was about, I must have been about eight or nine, really. Um, and I, I used to travel down with him. Steve Fisher was playing left back, and he was the one who was taking him. Well, it was Steve Fisher's dad that who was taking him down, and I'd go down and watch. Um, and then it kind of, it kind of just it was at Tramia then until I. I turned around about, must have been 19, I think. And Alan Morgan was assistant at the bank at the time and he was the one that said, um, would it be interesting going on loan? I wasn't getting a look in it, Sammy. I was playing reserve football, which might as well just been youth team football, really, with the players that were playing in it. And when Morgs come to me and said, you know, would, would you be interested? I said, yeah, you know, I'll give it a go. Give it a go for a... It was originally just until Christmas, the loan. Um, and then that got ex- extended come Christmas. Um, but I'd, I think as soon as I'd, I'd tasted that adult football in a way, I did really, really enjoy it. And it was nice to be in a in a, an environment where it, football wasn't a life for everyone. Football was just a hobby outside of work, and it was a lot more relaxed. And, you know, I've met some great people along the way as well. Were you on a apprenticeship at uh, Tramia, or were you there as a scholar? Or well, the, yeah, the, uh, I think I signed there when I was about eleven. Got released by Everton, went to Tramia, and then I think when I turned thirteen, fourteen, I got offered the apprentice then, and um, I, I got offered a year's professional as well at the same time, which was you know at that age I, I was like absolutely delighted with. Um, so then when I left school, left school in 2004, I think, yeah, 2004, did my two-year scholar and then did my first year pro, where then come the end of that, I didn't have nothing, but the, luckily enough, they offered me another year at the end of that first year. And then when pre-season come, you could see that Ronnie Moore was playing, bringing his other players in and you could just blatantly see that I wasn't really going to get that chance. Um, and if, if you haven't really snuck in by that age, you know you've got to start looking elsewhere, really. Um, and then that's when Morgs approached me and just said, would you be interested in coming in? Uh, as, as you know, uh, I said, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, um, was it was it uh, just till the end of the season? Um, or were you actually looking to stay at Bangor after that? You know, obviously we've... To be honest with you, I didn't really think that far. I was just, um, I was just thinking more so that I, I wanted to be happy uh, playing football again. Um, I, I was still going into Tramia. Uh, I was doing Tramia Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and I was training with Bangor Tuesday and Thursday night as well. Um, and then obviously playing for Bangor on a Saturday. Um, and as I say, I wasn't really looking 
for a, a long-term solution, really. It was just to go back out and start enjoying football again. Um, and obviously, here we are, 10 years down the line. I don't think I left. <laughs> so how do, you, how, do you look, how do you look at your time at Bangor City as a, as a whole, really? Loved it. Absolutely loved it, you know. Um, even when I left, I didn't leave on a bad note. Um, you know, I, I had nothing but success there. I, I've literally done everything at the club. I've gone from winning trophies to winning leagues to winning cups to fighting and surviving relegation to winning the playoffs. You know, I feel like I've literally done everything <clears throat> with the club. Um, and some things that some people never get the chance to do within the, the playing career. And, you know, I've played in Europe. Um, I think it was about 13, 14 times I've played in Europe. Uh, and, you know, even professional players couldn't say that they've, they've played at that level. Albeit we've been absolutely battered every time that we've played in it, really, apart from one season. Um, but, you know, I've just absolutely loved every single minute of being there. And even when I came back last season, um, it was just nice to see some familiar faces and nice to be back around in the area and, you know, just trying to help out in ways like that. Um as I say, that a picture pet sent before, he, he actually said to me, you know, look, look how good the club was and look, look how, how how good it could be now at 1876. And, you know, we were playing Kamada and I think and it looked like it was a proper drab October afternoon and the stand's full, the side of the pitch is full. And he, the, honestly, the, the buzz you got from for play from playing in front of those people and they're still getting out it, it's just unbelievable it really is um, the, the old days of Farrow Road um, how do you look back at the obviously making your debut there and then obviously that mm-hmm. last game against uh, Pristatin how do you look back yeah. at them times loved it absolutely loved it it was here and even now you see people commenting and putting pictures up of, of Farrow Road and it, it was just brilliant in a proper old-fashioned football ground and it like I, I remember turning up I made my debut Welsh pool away uh, on like a, it's like a cricket pitch isn't it? it's got one little stand yeah <laughs> and then we went to we were at home on the Tuesday night against Kevin Zewards in the Luce Moores Cup and Nev Powell saying to me um, tell you what John it's nothing like the stadiums you've been at is it? I said you know what Nev said I love it. it it's absolutely brilliant you know you're looking around you you had like the, the wooden benches, well, wooden, yeah, I suppose they were benches, weren't they, in the stand above the dressing rooms, you know, you had the stand that they call the shed, um, and then obviously the other one behind the goal, and even when I've spoken to other people, players, they said they absolutely hated coming to Farris, it was a horrible place to come to, and I think that that's what, that, that's what helped us, Um you know, sometimes they say, "Oh, yeah, we love coming to Farrow because the crowd and that." But if you if you're not banger, you you, you weren't like the Farrow. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you've probably seen that yourself from standing on the terraces and and watching. And it it, it was like it, it was just something to to push you on. And you you know, sometimes you can go a bit a bit grumpy sometimes to football, and then as soon as you get there, you, you just absolutely love being there and playing. And, and everything just went out the window because you were doing it for all those people who were giving up the time, giving up the money to to come and watch you 
on you know on a Saturday afternoon, even when we we were fighting against relegation. I know that wasn't far a road, but those people were still turning out, and it, it, it was just honestly that I've got not a bad thing to say about it. Really, absolutely loved it. You know when um, obviously the the plays going at um, like during the warm up and that um, at Farrow Road, could you hear the noise in the stands? Because obviously the change rooms below the the main stand one. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. You could, particularly when it was a big game. Um, you know, when you had like the big crowds and it, you, you could just, you know, as players, you couldn't even get in the car park at times because it was just that small little place behind in between the houses and, you, you know, you couldn't get in sometimes uh, and you knew that there was a lot riding on it then and, um, you know, when, you, when you'd come back in from your warm-up and you go, we used to have to come back down the tunnel um, which was just a bit further up from the, the opening in the dugout in the dressing room and, you know, you're walking in, you can hear them and then you can hear, like, people banging as they're walking up to the to the seats really and you can hear them shouting for, for us to come on and yeah you, you could hear a lot because um, it, it was very very intense as well you know it's very intimate when you when you went out fans were very close to you on the pitch I mean not as close as what they are sometimes now when we play yeah. <laughs> with just the rope around the pitch but um, but yeah it, 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 it just made honestly it just give you that buzz to go out and play and um, some people could could come in and be, you know, if the sign for this this club, all these people, you know, coming from smaller, because it could be a bit shy or bashful or something like that. But you know, I think the type of player that I am, I did thrive on on those people being there to you know to to back you through thick and thin. thin really, did you like you, you just said you thrive of it? Did, did the rest of the lads thrive of it? You know, when obviously you get the TNSs, your Neefs, your Clan Athletes under leg you know they, they were big games at, at Farrow Road yeah they were big games and I think you just mentioned Clint Ethley there I think they that was probably one of the the most underestimated game really because they had some very like my first season they, they dominated um, and you know they had a lot of ex-pros and people who knew the game and things like that and you know you, you, you do get that little bit extra from, from games like that but when, when you think about the fans, I think you, you've got to be a certain type of player to to step up to those occasions. And I think, never think Dylan and Mel now uh, really, really were interested in players like that. Um, you could see straight away some of the players that were just going to sink um, and that they didn't last very long. Um, because there is a big pressure, you know. That, you know, sometimes you could be playing in front of a thousand people at Farrow Road and, and you... Sometimes you could hear a lot of the things you were saying, and I remember once we were we were playing against a team from Mid Wales. I think I think they were called Clandernog. I think that's how you pronounce it. And we were playing them in the Welsh Cup. It was my first season, and I, I, I was having an absolute stinker, like shocker of a game. We were winning about three or four nil. I was having a stinker, and my brother shouted something on, and uh, or someone shouted something on. And I've answered back, and Dave Swanick writes back to him, and I said, John, I'll just leave it, you know, don't worry about it. I said, it's me brother, I said, I can't, <laughs> you know, that's how intimate it was. You, you could, and he was sitting, like, top of the top of the wooden benches, you know, in the old stand above um, above the changing rooms, I can yeah. hear him. Yeah. And that's how that's how intimate and how, how, how sometimes how hostile it could be, you know, for the, for the away team, really. 
Um, and it, it, yeah, it, it was great. It really wasn't. It did, as I say, I thrived on it. Some people didn't, like some away teams particularly, really, because really, fans would get into them and they, like they'd get in their heads and and it, the, the game would go and the fans had done the job. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I learned that I learned that lesson very very quick about not not getting involved in things like that. I was I think I was under seventeens playing in a pre-season friendly at Rill for Tramia and, and the fan must have been about six or seven kids I must have been younger I don't think I was a whitey at the time six or seven kids in the in the stand giving me proper proper gym and I, 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 I turned on to them and said are you, are you heard what they're saying to me there and my dad said to me after that game he said I'm telling you now if you're going to go any further in football you need to get used to that yeah. And I think that to that moment on, that's what hit me really. Maybe some people didn't get that advice, and that's why when they did turn up to Farrow Road, they went in the shells a little bit. And, you know, that they definitely, definitely did leave the pitch a bit grumpy sometimes. You've got a good relationship with the real fans, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, they must have, yeah. Yeah, these are literally kids as well. They must have been about 13, 14. Um, but yeah, I've had, yeah, real fans have given me some of the press that. And, I've had, I've had abuse from Preston fans more than anyone really. <laughs> um, we obviously talk about Preston because there was an incident in the Welsh Cup final. What happened? Yeah. Um, have, we, have we got it? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been reminded by Chris today. No, oh, I. So he's he's been going on. Um, obviously, on fr- last Friday they shown the the game against Preston and the last game at Farrow Road. Mhm. Uh, did you watch it or do you remember? Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was in the group chat straight away. Um, I think it was Sean Locke who put it in, saying yeah. that he showed the game and things like that. So, yeah, we did watch it. My brother was watching. I think my brother tweeted about it, um, about the game and things like that. But what an occasion that was! Yeah, and uh, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. Was you there? Were you in the yeah, yeah. crowd watching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. You know. You're looking in and, and to be fair, you probably couldn't have wrote a better game for it because the you know the rivalry we had with Preston for some reason it was yeah. just like you know every time we played them they're the ones who obviously broke our broke our winning streak the season we won the league yeah and um, they were the ones who we had to beat to stay up when we were being you know when we had that bad season and close to relegation and things yeah. um, and that yeah it, it was just. And then obviously the Welsh Cup final, um, <laughs> but it was <laughs> it was just a great occasion, you know. That they say that there was they, they were only allowed about three thousand people in, but there was a lot more there than than what they technically said, yeah. definitely without a doubt. Um, and then obviously we scored early on, and then it was two on at half time, and then Dave Morley pipes up with a little tap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, and and even and you know. People people say that Gibbo's great off the pitch. I never really got on with got on with him on the pitch, and never really spoke to him off it. But he, even he scored a great goal, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I should have I should have stopped him when, <laughs> I wasn't I, when he went <laughs> dance through. Um, but yeah, you know, it was a great occasion and one that is it will obviously go down in history. And, and like everyone who was involved in that players. Um, Managers, coaches, fans will always remember that, you know. And, and 
to be a part of it is just something amazing, really. It really is. Um, do you remember uh, the Welsh Cup? Obviously, the one at Newtown. Yes, that was my first season. That. Yeah. Um, How'd you look yeah, back at that? Again, Clonetley, what a, what a team they were that season. I remember playing it. We went away and beat them early on, and I think it was my third or fourth game. Um, and I, I turned up this little cocky attitude, you know, like that. And I remember Reese Griffiths put me in my place down there. We were, uh, I'm shielding the ball out, and I must have been at that time about 11 stone. I don't think I've bit, ever been that weight again. <laughs> and um, I remember shielding the ball out, and he threw me on the floor. I've gone to get up and he just held me and he just said you stay there you <laughs> and I physically couldn't move <laughs> and from then on I was always a bit wary of of you know how strong he actually was and how good he was um, so then in that final you know you're thinking oh I'm playing against him again he always scores and, and he did end up scoring in the final actually yeah um, albeit I think it might have been an own goal off Dave Swanick Um but yeah, and then obviously Peter Oy doing that yeah. ridiculous tackle first four <laughs> minutes. I mean, that was Limbo's fault. That Limbo said to Peter, he said, you know, Craig Jones was a very, very good player, weren't he? And, yeah, yeah. You know, he, 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 was, he was the threat. And um, Limbo said to Peter, Peter, you know, let him know you're there early. Next minute, he catches him neck high <laughs> with, 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 his, with his studs. And I'm thinking, oh my word. So we're down to 10, ten men after, after four minutes. Yeah. And then Weber, it's a shot, which was probably going out for a throw-in. And it hits Stotty in the end and goes in, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then you're thinking to yourself, hang on a minute, we're, we're all right here. And then we went in 1-0 up half-time, and they come out and scored two second half. And then obviously that last minute with Sarge, when it just fell to him, and he's just... I didn't even know who'd scored it. <laughs> just literally, I just saw it come out, and it fell to someone, and they just put it... I, honest to God, until like... Three or four days after, I didn't even know it was a volley. Yeah. Because I just thought that he, he just chipped it in. Um, but then obviously the scenes after it, and, the, and there was a bit of play acting from, um, you know, the opposition and things. But and then we we obviously went on to win it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that just epitomised what we were about and 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 what we were going to be about for seasons to come. Everyone still, even on you know, you watch the. Um, Highlights and things you see us come from behind so many times, and and we won games where you you never ever should have won, like the real Welsh Cup game at home. Yeah. When yeah, we again we went down to ten men. Limbo got sent off for Bob yeah. and Robbo, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know we 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 ended up winning that on penalties, and we we only went to extra time because Greg Strong scored never literally last minute of the game. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we we would have won from. Sharpie's wonder goal really when he, he took it from the halfway line and put it in um, but yeah it, you know that Welsh Cup final and that was that was that gave us all a taste of success you know I, I, at the time I did, that was my last game um, that was on the Saturday I think and I was finding out on the the Monday or the Tuesday whether I was being kept on at Tramia um, so like it, for me it, it was a great way if it ever was going to leave to to sign off, really. Yeah, we a bit in the Welsh Cup. We a bit uh, mixed emotions, really. You know, after obviously the. Yeah, high. it was. Yeah, definitely. Because um, obviously, you know, I went up to the fans at the end and they were singing my name. I had a little a few in my in my hands. Um, and yeah, it, you know, 
it was like I've I've been here. I've never felt this. I've never until I come to this club. I've never played in front of more than twenty people. You know, uh, and most of them are just families of people who who are playing with me. Um, and it, yeah, it was just such a great occasion to be a part of. I think that possibly could be the best one. What the first the Welsh Cup? Yeah, yeah. Out of uh, out of all of them. Well, I don't know that they all had the they all had the good reasons really, but that that one was the one where I thought, God, you know what, we we've done really well here. Especially, I think it was just more so the team we were playing and the the conditions we had. You know, with um, Peter obviously getting sent off, and they they won the league, they'd won everything really, hadn't they? And, yeah. You know, I think that that that's what made it a bit more special and and. Also, being at Newtown, you know, a, a ground where you could hear things, you could see that it was full. You know, the next two that it looked as much as we took a lot of fan, a lot of fans. Yeah, the ground looked empty because yeah. it was down in Clonetley. You know, when well, first obviously the first Welsh Cup one. Um, did did you realise how big Bangor were when you obviously you know coming into the fans? I didn't before I signed. Um, yeah. Morgs had said to me, um, "They've got a good following," um, and you know, at that time, I was thinking to myself, "Yeah, good following." You know, you probably see like hundred people watching, maybe. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, that's what you're thinking, isn't yeah. it? And, and I was made up with that because, as I say, I've come from playing in the reserve league or the, the youth alliance league, which was like your mum. <laughs> The, the next lad's mum, you know, it was just family coming to watch. Yeah. Um, and then you went to, you went to Bangor and we went to Welsh Pool away and there was a couple around the side of the pitch, but then it was that first night, first Tuesday night when we played Druids. Yeah. I thought, oh my word, there's about like four or five hundred people here <laughs> on a Tuesday night. Were you, were you, you know, nervous? <laughs> Sorry, go on, what? Were you nervous? Um, I think I was, I think I was... I think it was. I don't think it was the people that were there. I think it was more because it was the people that were there, and it was my home debut. Did yeah. you get me? Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? It was like Welsh pool away. I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm turning up to a pitch on a big hill. I've got Jed McGuigan who's kicking literally the length of the pitch, and I'm about two foot nothing. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not not expected to do much here. But then you, you get to your home ground and you see those people turn up, and you're thinking. Oh, Hang on a minute, you know. Yeah. But all um, there's high expectation on me because I was I was a professional footballer technically. That's how me. Do you know what I mean? Meant to be yeah. this big. So I remember Peter Roy saying to me when I turned up at uh, my first training session. Honestly, if you ask any of the lads who were there at that first session, they must have been thinking, "What on earth have we signed here?" <laughs> because. I remember Peter turning around and saying to Morgs, Morgs, where's this big six foot centre half that you, you've signed? And I was like, <laughs> sitting there thinking, oh my, I had to go meet Sarami kids, so I felt bad enough, you know. Yeah. So I'd be thinking, oh, this big time divvy here looking at me, looking <laughs> at us as if like we're, we're not footballers. And honestly, they put me in my place that night. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> Limbo absolutely came me. Do you, um, do you get on with Peter? Did you know Peter before? Before Bangor, or no, no. You know? Honestly, honestly, I did not know. The only person that I knew when I signed at Bangor was Morgs. Yeah, that, that was literally the only person that I, I, I heard the Smithy because obviously he played for Liverpool. Yeah, 
Um, but that that was honestly they were the only ones. Um, and then obviously, obviously I, I was travelling in with Morgs. I was travelling in with Peter, and I think I, I, I did become a bit of a a bit part of the furniture really very very quickly. And I had to, I had to you know because I had the I had this big point to prove really you know uh, as I've just said I come from Tamir I was on loan and probably thinking who's he to come on loan do you know what I mean but yeah. and I, I felt like I did I did need to prove a point really and hopefully <laughs> I think I proved it yeah um, obviously we'll just go back a little bit um, you obviously said you won the Welsh Cup on, on the weekend the first one and then you found out yeah. start of the week that you weren't staying at Tramia did, mm-hmm. did you yeah. let Did you let Banger know that you weren't staying, or were they already aware? No, well, obviously I wasn't aware. Um, yeah. I didn't find out till I literally walked in. He just I, I don't even think I sat down, and he said, "John, I'm going to release you." And I was like, "Okay." Um, and he this is Ronnie Moore. This and he said, yeah. um, "You know, I, I, I've got League Two clubs that have offered to take it on trial." And, you know, confidence level, and he said, and I know the banger to take you, but I think that you're better than that. And I was like, I said to him, I said, I don't want to go on trial. You know, I'm, I was getting to that age where I, th- I think I must have been 20 by this point. And I was getting to the age where I'm thinking, you know, yeah, I am. I am 20, but I'm going to be living my life year to year, um, yeah. you know, for contracts and things. And I, like, I was thinking to myself, you know, if I... This has been my life since whatever age eleven. Yeah, I've been released now. What what am I gonna do? And I, I remember coming out of there, and as I was coming out, uh, it's just like your world's finished because it's like losing your job because it, it wasn't my job, you know. Yeah. And you you're thinking to yourself, what what am I gonna do now? And then, um, literally, as I got out, I, I, I messaged. I think it was Sarge that I messaged. Saying I've been released, yeah, um, and then within like two minutes, I had about four or five phone calls from a couple of lads saying, "Oh, don't worry about it, you know, it's fine and all that." Um, and then I had a phone call. Oh no, sorry, Peter Oid messaged me, yeah, um, and he said, "Listen, uh, Blio wants your number, Steve Leesdale." I was thinking to myself, "He's at Whitten Albion because Smithy had gone there, hasn't he?" Yeah, um, yeah. I was thinking to myself, I don't really want to want to go near him because when I was about 11, he turned around and said to me, I was playing for Everton at the time, no, I was about 10, he turned around and said, um, you're never going to be a footballer. And I was like, that, that really, really stuck stuck to me, yeah. uh, stuck with me. Um, and it was a bit dopey of me, but it, it really, you know, it, it does, does stick with you. And yeah. honestly, he rang me. Peter said, can I give him your number? And I was like, you know, you can do whatever. So, um, in that time, I'd obviously text Nev and never been in touch with Ken, the chairman, and, you know, said, can we get him in next year? And uh, I'd already agreed with Nev, literally, I'd say half an hour after I'd been released yeah. from Tramia, um, that I, I was going to sign, actually signed a two-year deal, I think. And uh, next minute, he rang me, Steve Leesdale, and said, hi, Steve Leesdale, Lee are my manager, and... Um, he's like, you know, I know you've been released. Just wondering what your thoughts are and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, it's time for Banger. And being in mind, he's obviously been Banger manager. Am I right? I think Lee so. Style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he's then said to me, you you, re- you really signed for them? And I was like, yeah. He's like, so you want to go and play at, at this shit standard? You want to go and go and play at these shit grounds in the winter and, 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 and you don't want to come and give it a crack at a, a club that's going to be going places? And I was like, no. <laughs> uh, I, I, honestly, God, I didn't give him the time of day, and I probably should. You know, looking back, I was young. I, I, I'd literally been released from my job an hour before. Maybe, I, maybe I should have given you know a bit more respect. But you know, I, I just thought that it wasn't. He, he obviously didn't remember me from when we were younger, but that that just stuck with me. Yeah. Um. So there was a couple of offers on the table, but I think if I was gonna go part-time there was only one place i was going to go to really yeah and um, why why weren't you interested in the trials um cause I, as i said i didn't want to be living my life year to year not knowing where my job's going to be the next season i know that's how footballers live but i was never going to be that big footballer who made a lot of money out of it um so i needed to get something something behind me um, education wise yeah, or a trade or something that I would have needed I always, I always have a little joke with the wife and say you spoil my because I, I, I literally met her the year me, the end of my first year pro I met the wife yeah, and, and we've been together a year and I always have a joke with her saying you spoil my dreams because I would have gone to America <laughs> and, and so, so I had me look out there and um, she still tells me to go but I don't think she means it. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's that's what else I would have done if I didn't have anything to like. Obviously, I, I was with Haley at the time, and yeah. I didn't really have anything that would have stopped me going. You know, um, so that's that. I think that's the route I would have gone down because I've always wanted to go to America. Yeah. Um, but I, I, just trials at clubs, and you know, you. you you come up against some people when you you have things like that and they think they're better than they are and 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 me being me sometimes I, I go in the, in my shell a bit um, believe it or not I'm quite a shy lad um, you know that <laughs> <laughs> yeah believe it or not because when I used to go away with Wales I was really really shy at, you know at early stages um, so I just didn't want to go and do the try when they had something where I knew I was wanted, I knew that I was liked, and I knew I was comfortable with the people around me, meaning the players. Um, and yeah, I just didn't fancy the trials, didn't want to go and, and go to somewhere which was going to be a what if, really. Yeah, were you aware what what clubs were interested on who were offering trials? No, no, no. He did. He, he, I, I don't know whether he was just saying it just to. Um, just to actually soften the blow. Yeah. Um, I know it, one of them was definitely Oxford, though. Okay. Um, but, obviously, that's miles away. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying I would have went to America, but I wouldn't have gone to Oxford. Um, but again, that was just come and have a trial. We'll see what it, what it's like. And, you know, that could have took me till the week before the season starts. I've been on trial, and then they, they say, oh, no, we're all right, thanks. Yeah. And then, you, you know, everyone's got the, the squad sorted then. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, do you do you still speak to Ronnie Moore, or or was that the end of it? No, I, d- I didn't really speak to him when I was at Tamia. Oh, no. when, when I'm not. <laughs> um, no, you, you know. To be fair, he he did what any manager does do. 
Yeah. When I was coming to the end of my second year white tee, I was doing well. I was getting in the the um, the reserves before pros were and things like that. And then I was playing five aside on a Friday morning, uh, day before the game. And Les Paddy, the f- first team physio at the time, caught me a treat on the side of my leg, dislocated my kneecap. So that put me out for the rest of the season then. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of that season, Brian Little left, who obviously liked me because he was putting me in the resies. He was making me train with the first team. Yeah. He left. Ron- Ronnie Moore come in, brought all his own players with him, which, you know, any manager does. Yeah. And I, I kind of just fell, fell away from it, really. Um, but no, ne- never spoke to him since. <laughs> uh, so, um, obviously, you gave Nev your word about se- obviously re-signing for Banger. Was was it that mm-hmm. easier decision to do? Yeah, yeah, it really, really was. Um, people say, why, why didn't you give it a go and you know, like try places like really low down, but in the English system, and yeah, you know, at, at the time I couldn't even drive. Morgs was taking me everywhere to to footy. I was getting the train to Hamilton Square to meet him, and and then we were going from there. And but but I was doing it because I love I loved the club. I, I loved I enjoyed being there at that time, you know. So yeah, that that it, it was literally it 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 wouldn't have been anywhere else. Really wouldn't. So um, obviously. Having lifts off morgues and that, I think the lads were giving you a bit of stick, were they? When you when your name was on the yeah. team sheet. Yeah, they always said they always said that I was um, I was Morgs's son. Um, <laughs> Swanee was the best one for it. He used to absolutely slate me. Yeah. Um, saying that I was part of the family and everything. Morgs used to take like his wife and his mother and father-in-law in the van and his daughter and that. <laughs> they always used to say, "Oh, do you have, do you have your butties today, John? Oh, did you? You know, do you have your little butty in the van." <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I, I still speak to Morgs now. Yeah. Um, I've got a lot of time for Morgs. Probably one of the the most genuine men I've met in football, really. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it, you know, it, if I wouldn't have known him, if he wouldn't have had his link with Banger, if he wouldn't have been the under 16 manager at Champion, who knows what where I might have been? I might have been playing football at all. Yeah. You know, so very very fat, thankful to him. Um, obviously, coming out of Tramia, you obviously come to the part-time football. Um, what was your what was your reasons then? You know, obviously with job-wise, because I think you're still are you still a teacher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Still so, teacher, were yeah. you doing yeah. your teaching alongside the part-time? Um, yeah, yeah, I did that, but I, that was never the plan. Never, never, never really had the plan to be honest. When I got released, um, so we got released, assigned for Bangor within two hours of being released yeah and then it was just like whoa hang on a minute you know i haven't got a job and but luckily enough i was only young i was still living at home yeah. um so mum and dad were a massive help you know they never ever asked anything of me um never pushed for money from me or anything like that so you know that was a, a big big help for me but yeah. we were i was going on my first holiday with Haley, and um, we had the holiday and then literally on the, the transfer, coming back to the airport, she says to me, so, what are you going to do then? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? What am I going to do? You know, typical woman, like, you know, what's your aspirations and all that? I was like, what do you mean? What am I going to do? She said, you know, job-wise, what, what do you want to do? And I was like, I honestly don't know. And then she said, well, 
him and worked in a school at the time. She said, "Why don't you go in voluntary and you know see if you like it?" And I think I think that the main aim was to become a PE teacher, really. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with that thought, and then it was it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and luckily enough, um, a close friend, well, a mum's close friend, um, is the head teacher still is at that school, and I, I went it went in voluntary and I did enjoy it. Um, and yeah, in regards to being part time and te- and playing football, still I was lucky because I was part time and I was voluntary, so I was I was very very flexible at the time. Yeah. Um, and so I started uni in the following September, not the September, not the September after I'd just been released. It was the following year, so I did a year voluntary, um, and then the following year I started um, at Hope University in Liverpool my education and sports degree which again I was able to play football uh, alongside of yeah. um, so I, basically I was putting everything into football um, and then as time grew on obviously the the hours have got more for work the, the commitment for work become a lot more obviously because that that's the job you know football's just a hobby now you yeah. know I I'm that person now who I liked when I first went to Bangor and I could see that they had a life outside of football. You know, I'm that person now. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it's about finding the right balance that you've got to, definitely got to find the right school who who agree with what you're doing. Um, and I think you've got to find the right club who are very, very understanding when you can't get to training. Um, you know, there's been times where I've literally said to Mel and Dylan, um, I, I literally can't make tonight I've, I've just got far too much work on and they've been yeah don't worry about it you know totally fine um but i think that's that's a respect in both ways they know that i wouldn't take the piss with it and and i know that i know that they wouldn't take the piss with me do you know what i mean so yeah it, that's where that's where i've managed to fit it in really um obviously you had a you've won quite a bit with with banger um, obviously the disappointment of the Welsh Cup down in Llanetli when when we lost down there was, uh-huh. was that was that a hard one to take as a as a bunch of players? It was it was hard, you know, and, and everyone said it was a it was a bit of a, a down and after the um, you know after that we won the league the week before, but you know it would it would just would have been really really good to top that off with with the, with the double last season. But to be fair, you know. They were the better team on the day, Clanetley. Yeah. Uh, they they obviously really really needed to qualify for Europe. Um, they needed that win. Um, but I I remember being on the coach coming home, and um, I think it was Wardy. I think it was him that said to me. He said, "You know, yeah, we we won it last week." He said, "And you know, you you can take getting beaten finals." He said, "But it was the manner that we got beat. I just don't think that." We, we were ourselves that day. No. Um, whether it was just a step too far for us, whether it was because the main aim was the league, you know, it, whether it just took it out of us winning the league, you know, we don't know what it was, but every single one of us will hold our hands up that day and say we, we, we weren't at our best. Um, they, they outplayed us, outbattled us, you know, they, they were, they deserved to win the game that day. But, I did come off the pitch in tears that you know yeah. because it's still you've lost the cup final yeah you know um, and you you've got like 
nearly a thousand banger fans who've travelled down to Clonetley on a bank holiday Monday. Yeah, bank you know, holiday, yeah. Yeah, um, and you feel like you've let them down, and you know that that is, yeah, it's a horrible feeling, and unfortunately, you have to relive it. <laughs> yeah, um, obviously, the week before we well it came to the last game of the season, and over a thousand up Farrow Road, and obviously against TNS, which you know whoever won would win the league, and then Garside steps up and and scores, yeah. and obviously the whole ground just went rocking, wasn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, just just funny enough, you just said about Garside there. Um, I used to give him some stick like Gars, but <laughs> I was watching that game. You know, the the, the last game of had a road the other day. God, he was so so underestimated, underrated. Really, yeah. really was he, he? He brought so much to the team. He scored so many important goals. Um, and, and he was quite a big ladder but he could get around that pitch. Yeah. Honestly, I just thought I'd get that in there about him. Um, <laughs> But yeah, in regard to that day, what a day! You know, you say over a thousand people there. I'd say there was about three thousand people there. Yeah, could um, well been, yeah. We we we'd gone on a real real bad run. Um, I think we we only won like one or two games since the split, yeah. and that's what managed. You know, we'd won every single game until we we played Airbus midweek. Oh, we drew yeah. with them. Yeah, and then we got beat by Prestat, and obviously they ended the run. Yeah, um, and then. We, I think we won the first game of the split. Might have been against Prestat, and I'm not too sure. And then we, yeah, we we were on a terrible run, really, really bad. Couldn't buy a win. Yeah. Um, and obviously TNS caught us up, which we, we always knew they would have. And then it was down to the last day. They literally only needed the draw. They were actually ahead of us. Yeah. They were two points in front, uh, and we we needed that win. And you know, fortunately enough, it it come. And it was very, very. I always say we we were never going to lose the game, um, just because the feeling around the place. Um, they had some seasoned pros in there, and you know, the occasion didn't didn't get to them at all. But we we rise to the occasion a lot more. I think I remember them. You know, they, they a great team. They were still are. You know, and they were one nil down. Like something like 20 seconds left and, and they're still passing the ball across the back four and you're thinking, you know, that that's where we, as the players we were, we would have just been lumping it to big Les. That's how we won the league. Yeah. Just lumping it up to Les. You know, we, we didn't play attractive, pretty football. You know, we we dug in and we, we grinded out some results. Um, but yeah, that, that's where it, it would have got mixed up a bit and... Um, it was just such a, a good thing to be involved in. And I think I got interviewed after the game, and I think the first thing they said to me was something like, "What, what are you thinking now?" So it's just an unbelievable feeling, you know. It's just great to be a part of something that they've been longing to do for a long time. And it was just, just absolutely amazing. Really, really was. And Garcia just popping up with the winner. He'd scored two on the bank holiday Monday against Neath. Yeah, we were down at Neath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he scored the two goals there. So he he literally scored the three goals that won us the league yeah. early. Because it, if if we wouldn't have beaten Port Talbot on the Saturday, we would have been out. We beat them. Bully scored a, a, a two one, great goal. 2-1. Yeah, 2-1, yeah. yeah. Played them on the um, Saturday and Neath on the Monday, wasn't it? Yeah, we, we played... Um, yeah. We played Port Talbot on the Saturday. We stayed down in South Wales that weekend. Yeah. 
and we, we played Port Albert on the Saturday, beat them 2-1, and then Nev says to us that night, you know, it's Saturday night, we're in Swansea, but the hotel's literally on the doorstep of the main streets of bars or whatever it is. He said, you know, go out, have a couple of beers, don't be late back in. Oh. Famous last words there. <laughs> Famous, yeah. And you need to, there's a story behind this, you need to, if you've ever, ever had Peter Roy on, the, on this podcast, honestly, ask him about the black fan. I can't, I'm not saying anymore because I don't want to spoil the story. <laughs> but you, you need to ask Peter Roy about the black fan, honestly. Um, well, it wasn't going yeah, to so it, it be a few drinks when you got Les and, and uh, yourself and Peter and everyone else on the team, were they? No, 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 no. <laughs> I wasn't a big drinker. It was brewy and limbo, that's who it was. Um, but yeah, obviously we, we had a good night out that that, sat, that Saturday night and a couple of the lads were in a bad way on the Sunday. Um, and then we had to play Neath on the Monday. Yeah. And obviously we, 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 we turned it on. like We, we won 2-1, two, two I think it was, or 2-0. Uh, and Garside got both goals. He could have had a couple yeah. more. Might have been three, maybe. I don't know. Not sure. Yeah. We won it anyway. Um, and then it, if we wouldn't have I think even if we would have drew with Neath we would have been out of it, yeah, um, it but we won been, yeah. that and then obviously we we left there was a great chance leading into to that game on on the Saturday or the, whenever it was I think yeah. it was a Saturday yeah it was great um, what was it what was it like in the build up do you remember like obviously in training or do you know what it, it was very very relaxed like never 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 put any pressure on us and you know even his interviews he kept saying you know we'll just keep taking every game as it comes and, you know he was saying all the cliches that everyone wants to hear but he was Jen- Nev was the most laid back manager I've ever played under in my whole life Yeah, it was five aside in training there was never shape you know we, we used to go to Connors Key indoors and just play five aside and had tennis on a Thursday night yeah but I tell you what, it got competitive. I remember Jamie Reid once absolutely kicking off. And Reid is quite placid. But he, he was the worst indoor player you've ever seen in your life. For, yeah. for such a good player, he could not play indoors. And I remember once, like the, the bag of balls was there and Brewery had been giving him loads. Brewery and Paul Smith, the goalkeeper, was so frustrating in there. Even I lost my head with him sometimes. He did, they were just giving Reedy loads 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 and he, he's just turned around and volleyed the bag of balls <laughs> proper spatters dummy out but well, yeah he needs to learn from that um, but yeah it was just literally you know playing by the side sometimes we'd even go to bother women on a Tuesday night and, and just be in the have a swim and a jacuzzi and the gym and things you know Yeah. and, and we, we won the league because and there was the trip to Madeira the start of that season which I believe won us won us the league I don't know whether you're going to ask this a bit earlier on a bit later on about Europe but that that, that was the trip that won us yeah. won us the league that definitely well I'm going to end um, this part up here Jono because um, obviously we've got quite a lot of bits to talk about so yeah yeah go ahead mate yeah. Um, we'll do a part soon um, now <laughs>